Welcome to the underground, Australia's home of rap, metal, and alternative music. What is up and welcome to the underground. It is Ned joined by a very special guest, the one, the only, Jamie Madrox of Twisted, one half of the Demented Duo. Jamie, how are you, man? Great to see you in person. What's up, Ned? How you doing, man? Yeah, going really well, man. Excited to have you on a Zoom call. It's very cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, it's good to see you. I haven't seen you since what was it, Astronomicon? Yeah, the first Last one, man. Time. It feels like it feels like it was forever ago. It was. It feels like several lifetimes ago. <laughs> it Hell yeah! It certainly does. And I was very jet lagged on that one, Jamie. So yeah. You know, I can imagine, brother. Yeah, it was crazy. But man, I want to kick things off and talk about the pandemic, man. M&E has absolutely stepped up during this time. But before we get on to that, you yourself, Jamie Madrox, how has the pandemic affected you? Hmm. It's made me look and appreciate things from a different perspective. It's like they say the things that you take for granted until they're taking away, taken away from you. And then you're like, you know, it's like, it's like having cereal with no milk. <laughs> you suddenly appreciate milk. Milk was great. Remember when we used to have milk with our cereal? You know what I mean? It's like it's one of those things where it's like it's shown me to to stay on your feet and think fast to to stay ahead of the curve because in the business that we're in, you're never promised the next day. And the fact that something like this, like this pandemic, that that can seriously derail anything from a music industry to a car company to a restaurant on back to whatever. You know what I mean? It's like it has that kind of power. So. It's important to what I've learned. It's important to stay ahead of that and to and to be a visionary thinker to try to stay in the lane and match the gas to keep it going. And you guys have most definitely done that with M and E, man. It has been crazy. Been trying, man. I've said this to many people though, Jamie, and I've been down with you guys uh, since 1999. <clears throat> I do not remember a more exciting time in the underground. Just the amount of things that you guys are pushing out from the new albums, the podcasts, and whatever. It's it's been crazy. What's the highlight for you? You know, just as far as during the pandemic, you mean? Mm. I think what what it's been is I think it's it, the highlight for me has been the fact that I'm just super intrigued by Paul and myself and, and our ability to try to take the most shittiest scenario <laughs> and to try to make it the best scenario or to try to make the absolute best of a shitty scenario, yeah. I think is what I would take away from that. And I'm, I'm just, I'm blessed that him and I have that avail- that availability rather to be able to continue to do stuff like that. For, not only for ourselves, but for the listeners too, you know? Oh, definitely, man. A hundred percent. But you had NetFest on my couch. That was amazing right there. You guys Absolutely. were pretty much you were pretty much the first lot of people that did something live like that, I thought, and everyone's followed suit since then in whatever music industry, you've music genre, I should say. You've had the podcast, Jamie. They're my favorite so far, man. You've, you know, our G awesome. pod. I love the International Ghoul podcast before that. But man, the freak uh, show. That was how cool is it, man? The Freak Show podcast, that is in the top 40 in America, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's cool because it's given us a chance to connect with people from another 
another avenue to be able to connect. You know what I mean? It's like we have our social medias, we have our Instagrams and our Facebooks and stuff like that. But but those podcasts and just the with with our G damn pod and stuff like that, it's just it, it's like what we're doing right now. It's just it's just laid back. It's just people just conversating. And I like the idea that that listeners and watchers can just like listen along or while they're folding laundry or building a car or whatever the hell you do for a living you can just listen along with us and oh i like how you guys i feel the same way about you on that topic or this topic or something it's like you're just covering ground and you're trying to do basically what i said make the best of a shitty time and share stories and content with people that may push their day to get you know it's like we're just we're all trying to get through the day yeah definitely man and you guys are just born entertainers it brings me to the question if you weren't doing music what would you what do you think you'd be doing jamie like for a profession i don't know man honestly i don't know i was for for a while my grandfather used to work for chrysler and he wanted me to he, he said that if i could draw cars he was going to try to get me a job on the design team and i was like grandpa i can't draw cars <laughs> unless they want cars that look like demon heads with, with like you know eyes and skull faces it's not gonna happen so like i don't know i'd, li- I'd like i in a perfect world i would like to think it would have something to do with art if not music then actually like pen or paint or drawing or something like that i would like to think that but I know reality would be like if I wasn't doing this, I'd probably just be working at like a factory job or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And I would be living it. I would be. I would be very unhappy. I would be very unhappy with with what I'm doing because I'm I'm happy with what I do, and it's and it's important to to be happy with what you do because I think it shows in the work you put out. Oh, most definitely, man. And you can see that, and that that is awesome right there. But, man, keep up the great work with those podcasts. Just fantastic. I really enjoyed the yes, 20, 20 years of Freak Show. That was awesome, man. You throw back to those days. Do you remember what you were doing the day Freak Show came out? I want to say we were doing Hollow Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think if I'm not mistaken, if my memory serves me correctly, the night you could have gotten the record was it was in a box set, a Hollow Wicked box set, and you got Bizarre Bizarre and Freak Show, and they were all different versions of the record. And if you went and attended that special Hollow Wicked after the show, you lined up outside by a truck and they were passing them out. And I remember that was, I want to say, the first initial wave of the physical products touching human hands and then after that it was in the stores and then you know like i don't know i i don't know what i was doing but but i know i was thanking my lucky stars i was just like so excited that that not only did we do it but we did it again and it was just like one of those things where this is what we're going to do forever and ever and ever and ever yeah and that's what i was going on never wanted it to stop (laughs) <laughs> That's what I was going to ask, Jamie. Did you guys know that you're onto something with that album? Like, I know you, all the albums are very consistent. Most Tasteless was amazing, and I remember hearing... That's still my favorite to this day, because that's the first Twisted album that I heard. But I remember getting Bizarre Bizarre and Freak Show together. It was nowhere near Halloween back in the day. It would have been probably Christmas by the time we got it out here. But I'm like... Damn. I'm like... Fair enough. I'm like, man, this album is damn good. Did you guys know that you were onto something with it? I want to say, I, I want, you know, the cool answer is to be like, yeah, but, <laughs> <You>. <laughs> but one, one thing, the one thing that, I mean, the real answer is that what we learned is, is I want to say right around the time of Freak Show is what we started to learn was that what we like, people like, mm. or more importantly, our listeners like. The people who gravitated to our music enjoyed what Paul and I liked. 
so at least what we were putting out, the music we would make, they put out. So it's like when that kind of action happens and, and you get that kind of give and take and it's like they did what I'm putting out. I, I like that they like it. And so you've got there's a confidence level that builds there. And I think it, I think it, it was that in that era where, where the confidence started to begin. And it's not until like you get on to maybe like Green Book when we really start being like, okay, yeah. okay, this is this is gonna be with this. Yeah, the Green Book is him and me and family. Yes, yes sir. Oh, definitely. You know what man. I mean? So it's like it all it all has it it all had its, its little domino effects down the line, so to speak. I mean, it's like it's 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 Green Show will always be always be awesome because it's like the first time that was the first record that we got to do by ourselves. You know what I mean? Aside from as twisted. Because most tasteless was was a hodgepodge of, and then we went back in with the, the reissue with Violent J, and we sat down and he kind of co-produced and sat with Mike Clark, and we did the extra, you know, spin the bottles and rock the deads and all that stuff, and kind of brought that to fruition and put that out. And then it was like Freak Show came around, and it was time to step up and be a big boy, put on the big boy pants. You know, <laughs> you can't you can't hold my hand forever. You simply cannot hold my hand forever. So we let go and we did our own. And just the look and, and the sound and just everything that exuded off the product just let us know that it was right. Yeah, yeah, man. I love that answer right there. And like fast forward on to 2014, you start your own record label. It was 2014, wasn't it? M-N-E. Uh, six years yeah. on now, Madrox. That's crazy right there, man. Uh, is this where you it sort is, of man. envisioned it? Uh, you know, I don't know, man. I, it's like, it's like, it's been, uh, it's been a nonstop it's it's been awesome to be honest it's it's just like with everything going on you gotta love what you do and uh and we do love what we do and i think i think what it is is it's like seeing people's reactions to the products hearing people's stories hearing how a simple song or an album cover or or something changed a person's life or had such a dramatic effect on them i mean to me that's just it's amazing that's beautiful. <laughs> it's amazing. Right. It is. Right. Yeah, definitely, man. I hear what you're saying, but that brings me to my next one. Welcome to the underground. You guys not only start your own record label, you start your own sub label this year in the pandemic, if you don't mind. That is an impressive feat right there. You got Oh The Horror on there. You've got Red on there. What's the future for Welcome to the Underground? When I, when I think of Welcome to the Underground, I think of it as a way for... Paul and I to kind of just like maybe pay it forward or more importantly, like as we were coming up, we always wanted to, to be, we wanted to be a band. We wanted to be next to the bands. We wanted to, you know, and, and obviously a lot of people want that. And if you have the talent to be that, then it comes into a next level where you do have the talent, but maybe you don't have the money or you don't have the opportunity or you don't have the whatever. So like, I feel like welcome to the underground is like that stepping stone label that gives people opportunities where you know what I mean like the the style or or the demeanor or the product may not be MNE it might not be what we consider MNE but it's okay for welcome to the underground because that is something that doesn't it doesn't have all of the MNE intangible so to speak you know what I mean 100% like like there's a there's a there's a certain kind of vibe that we have with MNE that we carry throughout our products and and I think that it's cool to be able to a, a little bit of diversity a little bit just just to be able to uh to give people some other options so to speak yeah 100% man I love the oh the horror are you yourself into that sort of metalcore so, side of uh, music there Jamie? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I love Oh the Horror. They're awesome, man. They're they're really cool dudes. And it's like to see how like into 
the music process they are and to see how passionate about music that they are and like just how hands-on they are. There are a lot of attributes of Jamie and Paul in those guys. I, mind you, it's, it's, it's three of them, but, but <laughs> their personalities and their hands-on, like, you know, I did the video and, and, and I wrote the chorus and we did this and this, you know, like they're so involved in everything they do. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel good because I'm like in some sort of a futuristic self. I'm looking back and being like, if you guys were there to help, you know what I mean? It's like, hopefully these guys will get big someday and they'll do the same and they'll open up a label and they'll grab a whole bunch of wannabe bands that want to get up to that next level and want to be somewhere and want to want to have that next step in life. And they'll be that proverbial step for them and raise them up to that next level and kind of pay it back, man. Yeah. Try to help out the next generation on the come up. That is awesome right there. And I don't know, Jamie, this might sound weird, but I want to sort of jump into your head a little bit. I put this all back to the, van, the Vans Warp Tour, man. I think there was a, you guys hit that Vans Warp Tour. You were sort of opened up to a whole new world, maybe. And that's, is that yeah. where you just discovered a lot of the metal core acts and that sort of thing? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, it's like, we've always had, we've always had the love for, for, for like the rock and, and, and metal stuff. And like, if you go back in the catalog, you know, obviously freak show is where it starts. And then we go somewhere in mutant and then we go again and like heartbroken and homicidal. And it's always had it. It's always been prevalent throughout, but being on the warp tour kind of like basically let everyone let us know that like, a lot of the perceptions and a lot of the ideas and concepts that we had about our group and how the outside world felt about us were all fallacies. Mm. They were just absolutely not real. Like people do not hate everybody that are juggalos. People do not hate everybody that's in this culture and shit. It's just, it's not real. Like we went and we turned a bunch of work tour people into juggalos and everybody was like, whoop, whoop. <laughs> it was just like, it was the coolest thing. And it was a good feeling to know that we could bring our culture over to a new group of people and have that and have that meld in and have people accept us and not have it be this this ugly stain or stigma like it's always projected at us. So yeah, see, we miss out on a lot of that projection over here. Like, I've never copped any of that for listening to Twisted, and I've been listening to you guys since like 1999. Right, it doesn't exist here. Like, which is which is cool, but there's not as many sort of jugglers getting around because we're you know the other side of the world. But that just doesn't exist here, which is really cool. And that's kind of a crossover right. between my two favorite sorts of music: is your sort of your juggalo music, and then also your sort of your Ice Nine Kills, your Amuas, your your heavy bands like that. So Hell yeah, it has me extremely excited man for the this new rock album that's coming out i am so hyped for rose petal that is amazing and i think perfect oh, problem thanks. may be the best song that i have heard in a good minute man can you tell us about this this album it is it's coming out next year right the rock album yeah, yeah. there's there's a few things coming out ned i don't know what i'm allowed to tell but but, yeah, but i but i got i want you to know that 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 there 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 is more music coming out this year there is this more year. music on the way that yeah there is, <laughs> yeah yeah there there is a rap record that is coming our way first Whoa. and then there is a rock record so we have been taking advantage of this whole time and rather than sit on our hands and do nothing or just try to i don't know what we got <laughs> our asses in the studio and we started thinking because like because it's like how we like to be is that we like to feel, I don't want to be presumptuous, but we like to feel like how you feel. I think you feel how I feel. So where you get home and you're like, 
man, I need something to listen to. I'm going to work out. I want to put on my favorite show. Oh, there's new, there's no new content. I need new content. <laughs> well, it's a goddamn pandemic. I can't go outside. Where do I get new content? We got you. Because we're thinking like that. So we're trying to stay ahead of the game. So what we've been doing is we've just been recording stacks and stacks and stacks of content. And I've put together several records. One of them was Songs Sam Hain. That was the, the Halloween that came out. And then now there's there's more goodness coming. And it's like just to show, I want to say again, the diversity. Because like if, if you look at it, like like Songs of Sam Hain was, was very throwback to our core, core, core-esque, yeah. very rooted. And obviously the rap record will be more, I don't want to spoil it, I don't want to spoil it. The rap record <laughs> will be the rap record. And the rock record will be the goddamn rock record. That I'm just saying, all, all I'm saying is that I am proud to say that we continue to keep putting out good music and I'm really proud because it's like we have not stopped since I don't even know when maybe since 2014 when you said that I don't know we just we haven't stopped and I, and I tell that to Paul and I say that to George a lot and I'm like you know when you stop to look back and reflect on something you're like god damn so much time has passed but when you're just in go mode and you never look back memories are happening and that was <laughs> iconic for someone for someone that was iconic that was amazing those that you're just like mm. and you're still 900 miles an hour and well they're catching up on the old shit you're making the new like they're eating yesterday's pancakes and you're just grilling new ones you know what i mean it's like it's like that's the idea and to try it's like the old school doritos thing like eat all you like we'll make more you know what i mean it's like <laughs> yeah. that is the mentality and if this is what you do for a living and it is <laughs> oh yes i like that right you've got me you know hyped. what i mean you got me hyped because you, that's i want you to be hyped yeah i want you to be hyped because that's why that's why we do this because it's like we want to be the motivation for everybody we have things that motivate us and things that put a smile on our face and things that get us through our days or get us through the the troubled times when life happens because god knows life happens and it's been happening an awful lot in 2020 but when it does happen you need those pick-me-ups you need those songs that that are like comfort food for the soul and for the mind and that put you in a right frame of mind to help you be a better person and anytime we can be any of that for you it's an honor and we will continue to do that Oh, that is awesome right there, man. And I like it. You mentioned George in there too. And I'm constantly bothering this guy. I love your song, Hungry Like the Wolf, man. That was an amazing cover right there. I want to hear you, Jamie, on a track with Chino from the Deftones. Who is someone that you would love to collaborate with most? Um, there's a bunch of people. Like, Nothing But Thieves, Bad Wolf. Yeah, man. Twelve Foot Ninja? Ice Nine. Yes. Uh, what's that? I said 12 oh, Foot Ninja. Yeah. Oh, uh, come on. You know, I, I was talking with 12 Foot Ninja for a while and something happened. One of the members uh, had a child and then they kind of like took a hiatus for a minute and then they kind of fell. I, I don't know what happened, but but like we, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, we have songs recorded. Oh, I want to There is, there is a, a <laughs> there's a seven Jamie Madrox collabo floating out there in the universe right now that uh, I don't know if we're allowed to release or what the hell's going on with it, but it is amazing. Sevix the man, he's a, he's a total cool dude. Uh, 12 Foot Ninja, if you don't know, Google them. They're amazing. Get them in your playlist. But yeah, man, I, honestly, to be honest with you, I, I, I've said this before, life is too short. I am down to work with any and everyone who wants to work with us. Oh, that is I amazing. think that's the greatest opportunity for any person who calls herself a musician or an entertainer to do is to work with other people and create as much content to add to your legacy in your time on this ball of dirt. 
Oh, yes, sir. I love that right there, man. And I see that House of Crazies jersey you got on there, man. I'd be, yeah! I'd be in trouble if I didn't ask. There was a new song or two new songs on the Sam Hain album. Are you guys ever, I guess, going to put out a full length? Hmm. There, there have been talks. It's just that it's like, it's one of the things where it doesn't, it doesn't fall to the beginning of like all of the list of things. Like, cause there, you know, we always talk about our twisted iCloud and all the, and all the uh, yeah. ideas that float around within and inside of that, there are so many things that are in front of that. So it's like when it comes around, I try to do my very best to weasel it in. I'm like, Oh, uh, we can put a house crazy song in there. Let's put a crazy song in there. And they're like, Oh, okay. Well, that's different. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's one of those things that I like to use as like a, uh, as just to like keep everybody on their toes. They might have been the originals, but they're never gone. Yeah. Nice, man. And you know, you, you can't give away too much. Like you were saying before, we've got a rap album. We've got a new metal album coming out. I'm very excited. Oh my God. Dude, we're trying. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yes, sir. Oh, that's great, man. I want to change things up to some fun stuff right now. You're a massive fan of toys. Pops and vintage yes, is what you're on on the Instagram. What is your most prized possession, Jamie? I was asked this by someone recently, and I said an answer, and I'm 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 kind of torn between that. I want to say one one of the one of my most prized possessions is a it, it's called Lily Letty. It's a Mego Batman, but it was distributed in Mexico under the toy company Lily Letty. So they used like this blow mold kind of a cheap knockoff. It's basically a licensed bootleg for lack of better terms, which means that the possibility of getting it here in the state was slim to none. The possibility of it withstanding several decades of wear and tear and having it be still good. Yeah, man. So it's like, that's, that's probably one of my, that's probably one of my prizes. I have one of those still nice and mint in the box. And I got that a while back and it just had it. Just It's just one of the things I've always wanted. And I, I had an opportunity to buy one, like maybe like 10 years back. And I did. Oh, that is awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I'll show you mine. Check What's this. that? I've got this. Damn. You recognize okay, that? Okay, is that Dean or Sam? That's Dean, man. You gave this to me. That is Dean. I couldn't see. It was the glare on it. Yeah, hell yeah. No, Supernatural's my shit, man. Yeah. Um, I got I got really in head over heels with the pops, and then I got out, and then I got back in again, and I just been, I've been, it's like keeping up with Paul. Paul is just crazy <laughs> with the pops. He's got everything. It's like, and I love that, because it's like, he's still got that, there's like a childlike quality about him when he gets excited about stuff like that. We used to share that in trading cards, so it's awesome to see him have that same vibe when he collects something, or when he's passionate about about it or when we'll be on tour and he'll be like I gotta hit a pop top so I can check out the pop and I start <laughs> smiling I'm like oh you're addicted yeah yeah I love it right there. Big kids, man. I do too, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, no, yes, it's, sir. It's awesome. That's how you roll, man. All right. Well, you've been kind enough to give me a lot of your time. So we'll, we'll wrap this thing up very shortly, man. But before we go, I need to know your most sought after possession. My most sought after possession. Mm, I don't know. I don't know what that would be. Uh, I thought we're talking had... about for a collectible? Yes. Okay. For a collectible. Hmm. Currently, I am looking for a 1980s Hasbro Zartan in the box with the swamp skier thing. I just bought one from Kokomo Toys a couple days ago and the the actual Zartan himself is not sealed. So oh. I'm looking for the, the Zartan in the sealed bubble. I just, I'm back on my G.I. Joe kick. If you, if you look right now, I'm gonna show you. I got that TV playing G.I. Joe right there. Oh yeah. 
see it. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. G.I. Joe playing on the TV. You can't really tell because it's just a bunch of aerial shit. But it's in my office. I'm watching G.I. Joe right now. I'm just a big kid. It's 24-7 with me. But, <laughs> but yeah, I'm just I'm back on my G.I. Joe kick. Uh, I've been trying to finish off some Super Power Friends for a while. That was a set that I was working on. And it's just kind of, it kind of comes and goes. I'm starting to notice as we get older, a lot of the toys are drying up. A lot of people are starting to be uh, uh, hold fast to them and, and not be so, you know, secondary market with them. So when things do come up on the auction block, so to speak, the prices are really, really high up and way more so than they've ever been before. Which is really crazy in a pandemic how things can be so pricey. Yeah. But nevertheless, I've never seen it's like an all time high record breaker for like comic books and, and trading cards for some of the prices that have been caught and out at auctions. So people are out there and they are buying shit like crazy. Well, there you go. I guess, you know, I suppose because there's nothing much else to do. I mean, I guess so. It's like at the end of the day, you know, if you've been sitting on stuff for a long time and you got to pay your bills and you can't go out and work because of the pandemic, you're going to start selling your collection and then yeah. people start that. And, and that's when people start, you know, coming out of the purse strings and pulling out that good stuff that they've been sitting on forever. And, and that's when stuff becomes available to the public. So if you are like me and you're out there looking, keep a watchful eye. It's getting close to Christmas and people are going to start putting up good shit. Oh, hell. Come on it. Yeah. All right, Jack. What are you looking for, Ned? I want to know what you're, what you're, what you're most thought after. My most thought after, man. Oh, you got me right there. I can, I don't even know, man. I, I, I can't, still, no, I can tell you. You're still doing the pops though, right? Yeah. I'm, I can see all the pops in the background. You're still doing the pops. I'm doing the pops. Here's my most sought after is those Fright Fest variants of those twisted figures. There was only 100 made. I for, know what you're talking about. Okay. Those so, are what you're looking for? Yeah. That'd be awesome. I, I'm going to look and see if I have an extra set. And if I do, I'm oh, going to throw man. them to you for Christmas. Ah, uh, you are the best, Jamie. That is awesome, right? Hey, man, there. you're the best, Ned. <laughs> Thank no you, worries, sir. bro. A recommendation from you, Madrox. It can be music, movie, something cool that you've checked out recently. Well, it's, it's November, so I was going to suggest uh, every time it turns November, I always watch Black Christmas. Yes. I want to say it's the 2006 version. I don't like the, the re-reboot one, but it's the sorority girl house, and there's there's Billy, and he's the yellow-skinned guy, and he's killing everybody, and there's something about it. I don't know what it is about the movie. I think it's the Christmas music and the horror and everything all at the same time, but every time I put that on, it officially Christmas has started at that point, and then it just starts spilling towards we get towards Christmas. So that would be my recommendation. If you are on the face of this planet and you have never seen Black Christmas, Google it, watch it, check it out, and then let me and Ned know what you think. <laughs> I love that right there, man. We want to know, goddammit. <laughs> want to try to tell you guys about shit you don't know. There's nothing better than Christmas horror movies. Hey, they, they're just sort of funny. I'm saying. I'm saying. Like, I think, I think some of them Krampus ones fell short for me. Like, I tried mm. to get into some of them. Some of them were like, nah. But, but this one, it's just, it's just a simple it's a simple horror movie. It just happens to happen well Christmas. It's kind of like Die Hard. There's a Christmas tree in the movie Die Hard. Everybody calls it a Christmas movie. Yeah. Okay. My, buddy, my buddy swears that's his favorite Christmas movie. I'm like, mm. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, like I won't, I won't argue with you. It could be worse, you know. You could have picked a worse collection. All right, my man. Oh, yeah. Last question, Jamie. Where, where would you? Gotcha. Where can you see M and E in five years' time, man? Twisted and M and E. Twisted and M and E in five years. I would like to say doing what we're doing now, but on a bigger scale and more efficiently. Yeah, uh, expanding out some of our we're, we're, we're opening like new I'm gonna call them branches or divisions but we're, we're working on several side things that are going to try to better the company 
and, and, and bring in more talent and stuff like that and try to make things more feasible on our end to, to be able to put out quicker, better products. And I hope to be there. I, 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 shit, I'm hoping three years. You're saying five. I'm hoping <laughs> by five years, we've already got two years of practice in by that point. Shit. Oh, yeah. I like that, man. Well, thank you so much for taking yes, so much time out, man. It's always an absolute blast. No worries, with you. Man. Be sure to hit this man up. Pops underscore and underscore vintage on Instagram. Jamie, thank you. Thank you, Ned. Appreciate you, man. Love to Australia. Bang, bang, bang. You. <laughs> This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network, greywolfentertainment.net.